What up, y'all? Welcome to the Color Cast Podcast, the show where we discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. The show where a diverse group of people push for inclusion in the industry we love. I'm John. I'm here with my boy Joe. Yo, yo, yo. You know what it is. What's up with you, Joe? What's going on with me? Um, I don't know, like what I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, bro? I got to just tell you because... For those of you who have not had your car towed, oh fuck! Oh my lord! <laughs> Twenty-seven years on this earth, and that happened to me yesterday, bro. That's fucking trash. It was awful, and you know what, <laughs> bro? What was funny is when we got it towed, I was cool, taking deep breaths because, of course, you know my fiance, she was losing it. Because you, you, I imagine like Allie would have been coming in hot with like. <laughs> oh, of course, and it, the thing about getting your car towed. You go out and your car is just gone. It's one of the things you absolutely hate to see. Yeah, because it's like the first the first thought is okay, my car is gone. Second is if was it stolen or was it towed? Oh God. So yeah, she ended up getting towed. I swear we were there for like twenty minutes. We were dropping our daughter off to Lola. <laughs> that's, to Lola. To oh, Lola. Yeah. That, that's grandma and um Tagalog. It's, Tagalog. it's grandma and Tagalog. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we out here. Um, so yeah, bro. We dropped. I swear we were there for twenty minutes. We come back. The car's gone. We go looking for a damn tow yard. We hop on Yelp. We find. Oh, Ali used find my iPhone. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, she used find my iPhone. So we're following the damn tow truck on the freeway. And I was like, you know what? Let me do the talking when we get here. And Doug, her stepdad, was like, oh, are you, are you, more, you more diplomatic, John? I was like, yes, Doug. You know, in these situations, I tend to know what to say. <laughs> Bro, we get there. Ali hops out. I hop out the damn car. I just... <laughs> Dang, you guys just pulled up. <laughs> Y'all just pulled up on these guys. <laughs> oh, my God. It, like, the door, I was in the back seat, and there was a childproof lock. I was like, Doug, can you please let me out of this fucking car? <laughs> Open the door. Yeah, I get out, and there's like a red line you can't cross. Of course, the tow yard, so I go over there. I'm like, is that my fucking car? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, we chop off our daughter for five fucking minutes, and you tow us. But, yeah, and then got into it with the owner. It wasn't one of my best moments. It was just like, <laughs> I went in there with every intention to be diplomatic, and... Boy, when you see You're someone like, else, fuck just, this. Oh my, <laughs> bro, when you see know. someone else, just their hands on your car, right? And it was it was two thirty. It was two hundred and thirty bucks to get our car out. Damn. Yeah, and you you real well. We learned our lesson at the end of the day. <laughs> lesson learned: don't park in the damn no park, even if it's for five minutes. One of you has to remain in the car. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my god! So sorry about that. It's just, guys, if. If it says no parking, just don't, don't park. park. <laughs> that <It's>... shit. <laughs> but we didn't let we didn't let it ruin our day. Sure, yeah. No, it's funny too because you know we record here at Laverne, and uh, when I was going to school here, sometimes I'd park in like a uh, like a ninety minute. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Because like parking at any college is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Sometimes I would gamble it and leave like my car in a ninety minute spot all day. All? Absolutely. And sometimes I'd get away with it, yeah. you know. But then you know there would be some days where like fuck, I, get, I got caught. Yeah. I got a ticket. And you, you see the the parking the parking person they go around with a little marker that it marks chalk on the side yeah, yeah, of the yeah. wheel. <laughs> you and know so, what though? Yeah. One of my professors was like, like she would park in a ninety minute spot too, like with the same intentions and everything, and she like. One time she had to leave class before class started, and she had a paper towel and like a wet paper towel. She's like, "Okay, I gotta run to my car real quick so I can wipe the chalk off." I was like, 
<laughs> Damn, what? Fucking professor leading the way. <laughs> she said, I'm going to wipe that damn chalk off. Yeah. That is hilarious. But yeah, they'll write you up here on campus. Like you said, any college campus, bro, it's, it's hectic just fighting for I mean, there's a little parking structure, but during peak hours, even that shit is full. Yeah, and that shit's new. Like, we're alumni now. I mean, you're still getting your master's, but that, that parking structure wasn't there when I was going to school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this campus is growing. There's um there's a culture center, the Ludwig Culture Center. Right. Um, new dorms, the new cafeteria. The old cafeteria is now the wellness center, which is a gym, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit is fly. We got to catch one there sometime. Oh, we got to catch a session over there. Oh, it's yeah. dope. Yeah. I've got a few over there already. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, bro, we gotta touch on we gotta touch on Kobe. The fucking goat. The fucking the legend. Goat. Yeah, yeah, man. And full transparency, growing up I was a football player, man. I I never even played basketball a day in my life. But you didn't have to be a basketball player to know who Kobe was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? What were you uh how was basketball did you watch basketball growing up? I'll be honest with you, I think you know me well enough to where I don't <laughs> like uh, I, I really don't care about sports too much. I feel I, you. you know, I, I watch the movie stuff. Yeah. But uh I still felt like Kobe's death just because growing up, like you always saw him on TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, he always won all these crazy championships, so... He's, like, ingrained in your memories without, yeah. without you even trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I I say I don't care about sports, but it's not to say, like, I hate watching sports, you know? Right. Like, if it's on TV or with a group of people, it's, like, the go-to thing to put on. Right. You know right. what I mean? So, I think with Kobe, like, for me, I felt it just because my, like, everyone else in my family is, like, pretty into sports and huge oh, yeah. Laker fans you know what Bro, I mean? a lot of filipinos oh yeah oh my god some, of, some of the murals in the philippines right now of kobe are beautiful yeah oh, absolutely yeah. incredible mm-hmm. yeah so um yeah i mean it was, shit was wild yeah and you know the the death of any celebrity is sad because it's so public mm-hmm. but with this one and his daughter Gigi, it was, that was terrible, it was man. deeply saddening and yeah i had my moments and i'll, I'll admit you know like I said, I played football my entire life, so I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan in the world. But hell yeah, I was a fan of Kobe. But when sure. Lakers won the three P back in the day, my block was going nuts. Um, my block also went nuts with President Obama was elected. <laughs> it was a it was an African American block, so Lakers and Obama were big. But yeah, man, it was it was it was it hurt. It hurt L A. But yeah, you know, legends never die. And uh, of course, it's like how. Uh... It's like how LeBron said it at that tribute, which fucking yeah. broke my heart, by the way. Yeah, uh, they uh, had, sure opened they, up nice with that shit. Yeah, and they had to fucking throw in the See You Again song, and I was like, fuck. I'm, oh, of course. I'm, not, I'm about to break down right now. <laughs> <laughs> that See You Again. Yeah, Wiz Khalifa was choking up. But yeah, um, like how LeBron said it, man. It was like, in the words of Mamba, like Mamba out, mm-hmm. in the words of Kobe or whatever. But then he was like, in, in the words of us, never forgotten. Mm-hmm. Like, never yeah. will. Exactly, exactly. You know, so... so. Yeah, we had to we had to just mention the one of the goats because dude was so clutch. Oh man, so much more clutch. I love the way how uh Jimmy Kimmel put it because he was like a uh like a real life superhero almost, you know? Exactly, Joe. Because yeah. he mm-hmm. uh like you know, he doesn't have like crazy superpowers or nothing. I mean, su- superheroes aren't real, but uh mm-hmm. like he had this where 
like you know in his games it, it was like on the line he always showed up and saved the day and it, won the game right you know exactly. so i think why you and i we love superheroes is because i mean the, the stories that are told and how they save the day even mm-hmm. when they're down they get beaten down they save the day right so uh was it was it jimmy kimmel you said jimmy kimmel yeah Jim, oh my i mean just that that's who kobe was to people he was a real life superhero he was so fucking clutch he was more clutch i think than lebron <laughs> lebron misses too many free throws God oh bro damn it. <laughs> but uh yeah and he was there, there's so many clutch moments and i think honestly that's one of the best ways to describe kobe bryant is clutch and yeah yeah so our, our love for superheroes that's how people feel about kobe because he did it in real life so mm-hmm. now that's the thing about sports because we because it's not you know scripted like movies are so when you see people perform at the best of their game and it, it's 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 dope to see i mean the super bowl is just bad did you watch the super bowl oh yeah super bowl is great yeah that was actually um, a solid game it was yeah it's cool to see a fucking entertaining super bowl because the last one last year i think it was the rams and patriots, patriots yeah that, that's su- such a boring super bowl <laughs> oh my god so this one was dope yeah. yeah i can't believe it like fucking uh What's his name? Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. How many points did he score in the last quarter? Well, it must have been like 21 or something, right? I, th- I think so. <laughs> I think so. It was a hell of a comeback. Yeah. It was a hell of a comeback. But I, ne- I never... I, I, I went in there thinking Kansas City was going to win because Patrick Mahomes and right. how well the Chiefs right. have been doing. So um, it, it was surprising to see San Francisco up for so long. But yeah. I'm always hyped about the Super Bowls. I love the fucking trailers. I'm always looking at the movie trailers, bro. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about those. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about those. In a <laughs> we'll, we'll get a touch on those later. Um, one thing that I thought was super dope, I hit you up about it over the weekend. Um, Joaquin Phoenix's, Joaquin's acceptance speech at the BAFTA Awards. Was it the BAFTAs? Yeah, it was, it was the, the BAFTAs. BAFTAs yeah. Yes. Which is, which is, it was the, the British... Um, I don't know what it stands for, but it's pretty much like the UK's version of the Oscars. Right, yeah. right. And he, he was very quick to, he was like, you know, you guys have always supported my career and he's grateful for that. And he was accepting the award for, um, for Joker. Uh, for actor in leading role, yeah. Right, actor in leading role. And uh, what I loved about that acceptance speech is, you know, he's so humble and then also quick to acknowledge his his peers and his peers who are of color and how mm-hmm. there is a lack of inclusion, not even inclusion, but he, in his words, he said, I mean, just recognition amongst them. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the industry now is pushing for inclusion. But he, what he was saying was, you know, some of my peers are very deserving and they are they are of color and they're not receiving the recognition they deserve and i you know i'm not one for accepting speeches to get too i don't know touchy or right. but i love that he took the time to do that man right that, that's that's the joker up there yeah talking about let's push for this and i fuck with that heavy so i i saw that and i had to hit you up yeah of course and uh one of the things that he said too um i think he said like no one wants like a like a free handout or anything, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's that's totally true. But like at the same time, there's just incredible work out there that's just not being recognized. And even just like a right a nomination is fine. Like, right. You don't, you don't have to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just just be fair in the recognition, man. Because yeah, it, the industry is changing. The world yeah. is changing. It's becoming very progressive. But yeah, there's there's still some ways to go. And for someone of that stature to announce that and just that that was cool as hell i never joaquin phoenix never struck me as a person to say that so it was 
that was very he he earned some some points on me. I already thought he was a dope ass fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, actor, he was so. incredible. His, yeah, his yeah. career is solid. Oh my god, you know? solid career. Yeah, solid career. So I'd say one of the goats. Might might be one of the goats. He he's dope as hell. Yeah. Um, it is Black History Month. It's dope to see that shit on campus. We see it in the campus center right here in the library. Very cool. Yeah, yeah you know we're, we're showing love on the page, which is interesting because we po- we had a post on our Instagram page. Yeah, I, I posted this uh, this article from Time Magazine, mm-hmm. which is uh, it's pretty much six film like six films to watch for Black History Month, and. Uh, like, you know, they had their list of six movies, but I only posted two of them. And then hmm. I threw in like four other, four, like six other ones that I thought were just solid movies, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, <laughs> I won't mention his name, but <laughs> my friend like, like DM'd me uh, the post. Like we have this little group chat. Okay. And uh, he DM'd the post to the group chat. He was like, hey, like whoever made this list, like needs to like fucking get shot. Like seriously, I was like okay hold on <laughs> oh so you're saying the first two movies were from the actual article and then you threw in your own yeah I threw in my own movies nice like you know that, and you know those are very recent ones and the ones I've seen recently that you know that just first came to my mind like mm-hmm. here let me just uh... <laughs> Black Klansman was yeah yeah there. Black Klansman get Black out. Panther Get Out yeah mm-hmm. so um, like you said very contemporary African American yeah. films yeah yeah, so like Fruitvale Station, like all these movies right. are, uh, like they're all critically critically acclaimed movies, mm-hmm. and uh, it had like an all black cast or just had a person of color in the lead role, and it also had someone behind the camera. So right. while these movies may not be specifically about black history, right, it celebrates people like of color like right. in front of behind the camera. You know what I mean? So that's that's where my thought process was. I at. feel you, and you know it's it's. What, Hosting this this podcast, you and I and James and Allie Horn here right now. Cause, yeah, you know, <laughs> and and the boys Rodder and Jackson who ain't here right now. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't here right now. <laughs> we ain't here right now. Um, but um, oh god damn it! What the hell was I about to say? I was on such a good fucking remind me, Joe. Um, well, here let me uh, let me just talk about. So my friend sent me this. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so my friend sent me the post, and he was like, "Dude, this like fuck this list." And I was like, "All right, well, that's fine." I was like, legitimately nervous just because you know I, I don't know too much about the culture, mm-hmm. and, and I remember what I was gonna say now. So yeah, I'll, oh, I'll, you got I'll it. Get, okay. I'll get back to it. So uh, I was like, "Dude, well, like I'm nervous, but I'll explain myself as to why I picked those movies mm-hmm. and." Um, but I also want to hear your thoughts as to why, like, you're upset with this list. Mm-hmm. And then, ultimately, like, it took him, like, 20, I don't know, maybe, like, 15, 20 minutes to respond. So I was just, like, sitting there thinking about, it, like, fuck, like, I fucked this up. Like, this is bad. Because <laughs> um. <laughs> you yourself, you're not black. Yeah, so, yeah, So were you were you reluctant to put, were you hesitant to post it, or were you just... No, I was just, uh, I just did what I thought would was right, you mm-hmm. know? And um, at the end of I the wasn't day. reluctant. Like I, yeah. I was like, "This is a solid article to post for Black History Month." Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But at the end of the day, my friend was like, "Dude, I'm just fucking with you." I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, you <laughs> fucking asshole!" Like, I was legitimately nervous. I was like, "You dick." <laughs> you know what? You just take pride in what you do, and you're yeah, <laughs> killing it on the page per usual, Joe. So thank you. But I'll just give my little tidbit on how I feel about movies that specifically are about the struggle. Mm-hmm. Bruh, 
I'd be so motherfucking over slave movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I know people say that, like, Bro, on Twitter be, and stuff, yeah. Straight up, because just as a person of color, I realize that my ancestors went through that shit. I will never firsthand know the atrocities of slavery. Um, but my biggest draw to superheroes growing up in comic books and Transformers was it was an escape from my reality. Sure. So yeah. I got lost in that. I was a young black kid lost in superheroes because I love the, I just love the persona they had and what they represented. Mm-hmm. So when I see and watch movies like 12 Years a Slave, which I'm, which I'm sure is just, I couldn't even make it through the, the second half. I watched a little bit and I was like, right. it just, I love how it, t- but it is necessary though because there are people who may not know some of the, you know, the struggles and, films like that they do depict the realities of you know black history like what happened yeah exactly and you know but it's not always going to be you know lighthearted. it's going to be real and it's going to be sad and but you know what that's what happened to our people back in the day so i get it it's just me my preference in media i don't i don't enjoy watching that shit consistently bro does it like kind of like make you like uncomfortable or like upset or anything like just watching it i'll be honest there are it's hard not to it's hard not to get just a little upset and when you that's why i always enjoyed learning about black history as a kid Mm -hmm. uh, because february was the one specific month dedicated to it i knew right after mlk day in january get ready for you know black history month but of course reading black history watching the film Hell yeah! There's just a, there's a small party that's like, oh my gosh, this really happened to people right here in this country, my people, and um, you know we are in the positions that we are because of slavery now, you know. And but yeah, even watching movies like that, it's like, god damn it, you know. I'm glad that our history is being depicted, but it's just not my preference. That shit is like it's it's like all right, we've had enough of these movies. Oh my <laughs> gosh! But you know, the story has to be told. It's just, right, right, right. For me, I, I'll, I'll show love to those movies and I'll support them, but. I'm going to keep it a stack. It probably ain't going to be me behind the camera for those kind of films. Got you, yeah. But I, I love that those stories are being told. But I love the superhero shit. I love the action movies because that's been my escape from reality. Sure. Yeah. So it, it is cool just celebrating Black History Month, especially in media because it's dope. like those movies that you, you posted about and Fruitvale Station and mm-hmm. Black Panther. They each contribute to the culture in a different way yeah it's like a new part of that's gonna be in black history right, right exactly yeah. we spoke about black panther last episode yeah um but yeah each one contributes in a different way so yeah had denzel on the front with his his malcolm x biopic oh, yeah. <laughs> denzel is one of my favorite actors. i love when people do impressions of him bro it's so funny can, can you do one? Oh, I, i'm working on it but i can <laughs> Bro, you, you know if I mention it, I'm working on it. I'm scheming, but yeah, it, it's not it's not it's not where I want it to be. I'm pretty decent at impressions, Joe. I I've, I impersonated. Can you do his uh, his his little King Kong uh, monologue from Training Day? <laughs> but Training Day, um, I, I'm I, I definitely reference that. <laughs> In my I, I love Remember the Titans growing up, so I'll reference Remember the Titans, but. If you watch enough Denzel, you know his mannerisms and how he speaks, and it's right, right, yeah, it's it's hilarious. So I'm gonna drop an impression when I get better at yeah, it. Yeah, we got we got to try one. Yeah, yeah, impressions are hilarious. Right. Um. So moving on, what what you been watching, bro? Oh, oh man. So um, I've been rewatching Clone Wars. So we talked about Clone Wars a little bit last episode too. Right. We mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I know the new season. 
the new and final season of Clone Wars is coming out. And uh, if you're not sure where it takes place, it the Clone Wars takes place in between Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, and Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Mm. It's it's an animated series, and it's very much like a, like a kid show. Like, yeah. each episode is like 25 minutes. But I just love watching it just because... It uh, gives you more background on the Star Wars like story, you know, right? Like the lore, everything in the background. So, yeah, no, it's that's why I've noticed about Star Wars fans, bro. They love digging into the background of characters more and more, and it just it provides a, a bigger scope of what the entire Star Wars universe is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So when you watch shit like The Mandalorian, it just those characters pop out to you more. You appreciate their presence more. Exactly. So mm-hmm. wait, did you guys? I know you guys been watching. Did you finish it? Oh, I finished Mandalorian. Did you like it? Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Shit was dope. Oh, shit's hard, bro. <laughs> like, shit was dope. I mean, um, he, oh boy, would be the bad guy, man. What the? What's that actor's name? Um, he's from Breaking Bad. Uh, uh, most. Well, what's his character name? Most. It's, oh god. Wait, his character in well, Mandalorian. Wait, in Mandalorian. What's, what's his character name? Mandalorian. Oh no, I don't know. Wow, it's been a while since I finished it, but um, yeah, that dude, he, yeah, the actor, he is in Breaking Bad. Uh, wow, I am drawing a blank on. Yeah, I, I love the ending of Mandalorian. On, I got it. I got it. Oh my god, I want to talk about that scene in Mandalorian <laughs> where they're shooting at the uh, those two true. We're gonna talk about. Okay, that okay. The actor's name is Giancarlo Esposito, and he was uh, Gus Fring in um, in Breaking Bad. Right, right. And in Mandalorian. His name... He's also in Better Call Saul. He had a little... Oh, yeah, no. I think he, he's in a more recent season, though. Um, but, yeah, no, he's back as freaking Gus, and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Not even IMDb has his goddamn name. I feel like his name is like Moss Deffen or something from Mandalorian. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. <laughs> Moff Gideon. Oh, man, Gideon. I'm sick. <laughs> Mark anyway, uh, yeah, um, no, the the dope thing about his character, though, is, and actually, this first came about in Clone Wars, but you remember the scene where he cut out of the TIE fighter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he used that, so what that is, is it's called a dark saber. Mm-hmm. It's not a lightsaber, it's called a dark saber. It's Got fucking it. badass. It's the only one that exists in Star Wars. There's only one of those. No shit. Yeah, there's only one of those. And um, when it was first created, um, it was the first... Uh, Mandalorian to get accepted into the Jedi Order, mm-hmm. and this is like way. This is like kind of like deep cut, like Star Wars stuff. But oh, uh, yeah, so he created the dark saber. Who did? Um, something Vizsla. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't remember his name. But um, after after this guy that created the dark saber died, like the Jedi Order kept it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it's supposed to symbolize is that like if you have the dark saber, you're supposed to be like the leader of the Mandalorians. So him having it is like, like okay, why do you have this and why doesn't the Mandalorian have it? Right. Like, how did you get it in the first mm-hmm. place? You know, so... Maybe he killed a Mandalorian. Maybe, yeah. But he had to kill, like, whoever was leading the Mandalorians at the time. Mm-hmm. So hopefully something like that is brought up in season two. Got it. Because when you and, cut yeah. out of that... The yeah, Tie Fighter. I was like, "What the hell is that?" It's just a. That was that's dope. Yeah. So, <laughs> and where you first see that is in Clone Wars. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was like, when I saw that, I was legitimately like so hyped. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like they're god, they're doing dude. a live action Dark Saber. This is crazy. <laughs> okay. See. And yeah. Okay. So that's why Star Wars fans are even extra hyped. Okay. Oh yeah, and like like hopefully one day like you get to see fucking the man like Mando wield it <laughs> yeah oh, that'd be yeah. fucking cool yeah mando's character is dope yeah it's super yeah. dope 
they like, finally yeah I watched the episode where um, he came like came out of his mask oh yeah yeah this boy from uh, Pedro Pascal he's in yeah is, is he Narcos, Narcos? yeah Narcos he's mm-hmm. in uh, Game of Thrones yeah he's even in um oh gosh the uh the movie with oh my gosh <laughs> He, he ends up being the bad guy in that. It's with Channing Tatum and... Oh, um, um, uh, Kingsman. Kingsman. Golden Circle, yeah. Golden Circle. Yeah. Those yeah. movies are so over the top. <laughs> oh, they're so over the top. We, we can talk about those. Oh, yeah. Ju- Julianne Moore. She was like the, the villain. Oh, she was like the like the villain villain. Yeah. Like the one pulling all the strings. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, the boy is the Mandalorian. Um, it was cool when he took off his mask. He was like, I can't show my face in front of any living thing. And the Jordan was like, I am not living. I am not living. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, touche, asshole. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, aside from Clone Wars, I also watched uh, Snowpiercer recently. And I watched Snowpiercer just because... Never heard oh, of it. You never heard of it? Okay, it's a movie on Netflix. And you guys might be interested to watch it. Um, it's the director... It's from the director of Parasite. His okay. name, yeah, it's from Bong Joon Ho and Parasite. I don't know if we've talked about it really, but I like it's my favorite movie from 2019 easily. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fucking incredible. So after I watched Parasite, I was like, all right, fuck, like I want to like go find like all these like all of his other movies. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was sleeping. I got, can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch. it. Yeah, so I uh, I knew I had always scrolled across Snowpiercer on Netflix, but I never got around to watching it. And then mm-hmm. I found out that he was directing it. I was like, oh my god, I have to watch this movie. And um, fucking Chris Evans is in it. Oh my god! You no, know? yeah, Chris Evans. Um, uh, just a ton of people are in that movie. Okay, and it's it's awesome. It's like the main premise of it is, uh, it's like a post-apocalyptic world type of stuff. Oh gosh. Um, but the setting is like they're on a train. Okay. And uh, pretty much the outside world, they uh, like global warming had become a terrible problem in this movie mm-hmm. and they thought that the solution was to release this little device into the atmosphere to kind of cool it down oh shit and it went really wrong and just put the the entire world in like a crazy ice age mm-hmm. so now everyone is on this train because it, you can't survive and how cold it is oh outside God. the train and the train just travels around the globe and um it's interesting because like uh, from the front of the train to the back of the train, it's like divided up by social class. Oh so my God. in the very back, you have like you know like people that are like you know they're they're poor, and in the front, you have like all the rich and the powerful. People. Mm-hmm. So it's all about like Chris Evans' character. He's in the back of the train, and just like leads this like revolution to get to the front. And like, oh my God, I can't wait to watch this. Show. Yeah, apparently this director addresses social class. A often. lot. Yeah, okay, and then he does it in Parasite too, but it's it's more like low key and kind of like in the background, you know. Okay. But in Snowpiercer, it's like very much like okay, this is what I'm giving you. Like Got it's it. like out there, you know. Okay. So, oh, I can't wait to watch. God, I, I, got, yeah. I gotta watch. Honestly, I don't think it matters which one I watch first, but I gotta watch Parasite within the next like two weeks. Watch Snowpiercer first, just because I think Parasite's a better movie, so it's better to end on it. You Easy. Know? <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, that's yeah. not what I expected to hear about Snowpiercer. Yeah, man, it's okay. wild. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no. Let's move on to this. Uh, we talked about the Super Bowl earlier. Let's talk about the Marvel teaser. I was so oh, yeah. like, like I there were rumors like on Reddit saying like, oh, there's gonna be a Disney Plus show 
uh, for Marvel shows. Yeah. Like a teaser as a Super Bowl commercial. I was like, okay, these are rumors. That's fine. Right. But uh, like, it's very much the stage to where they would drop some big time news. So I was like, kind of waiting for it. Yeah. And then sure enough, like that after, is the stage. I yeah. Mean, there ain't no bigger stage in the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. So uh, like, like the this it opens up and like the the thin black thing like opens up. And you see mm-hmm. Captain America's shield. It's like, <gasps> like I oh legitimately I was sitting there with like all my friends. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> It looks so cinematic. It looks just like the oh yeah, like no. the Avengers movies. Yeah, no. Even though they're shows, they have the same budget as the movies. Yeah. So you know these are gonna be like crazy, and you know the way that Kevin Feige, you know the executive producer of uh, all these Marvel movies, mm-hmm. he the way he puts it is like, okay, if you want to know where like like the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going, you have to watch these shows. Yeah. Because it's very much gonna be connected into the movies later on. Sure. And um. Like it looks dope. Yeah, and it's a, it's a great way to keep Marvel fans going because after Endgame and after um, Spider Man Far From Home, it's like man, we there's there's not a whole lot of Marvel new Marvel coming out. But yeah. I think it's good to take a break from it because you don't want to just overwhelm. Yeah, carefully it. plan out everything. Exactly. Don't rush anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good that they're taking their time. They knew Birds of Prey was going to drop, and they knew a few Joker as well. So it's good that Marvel's kind of taking it slow, and they're that Disney Plus audience that they have it's so fucking big so. oh yeah and yeah. i thought it was a smart move for them to do that too just because mm-hmm. disney plus it's like they just launched a streaming service so what better way to get subscribers and to take an already successful movie franchise mm-hmm. and make some uh like original series on disney plus oh my god so people gotta tune in exactly you know exactly you, and you, I think they already they already had some success with just just the Mandalorian. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So people are waiting for that original content. Yeah, man. <laughs> and it's it's just gonna be another draw. So I I can't wait to watch that. You know, WandaVision, That one looks oh that yeah one looks weird as hell. Okay, so here I have a little, <laughs> I have a little theory. <laughs> so uh, it looks crazy. Like you know, Vision's obviously he's very dead. Mm-hmm. So it's like how how is she in this or how's Vision in this show? But. Uh, you remember in Age of Ultron how she would um, like mess with everybody's minds? Mm-hmm. Like she played like mind games with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think she possibly somehow did that to herself to live in like an ideal reality with Vision. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see some of the quirky costumes. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. she's like, she like, I feel like she's like wishing for this life to have like this family with Vision, and that's why some of it looks like. Like, it's like, I Love Lucy or something. Exactly. Or like, it looks like very, so, yeah. Yeah. Some of the shows look like, you know, classic sitcoms. Um, okay. I, yeah. I, I love that theory, Joe, because... Yeah. Like, she, she like, mind-tricked herself to, like, live in this reality with, like, this Got perfect it. life or whatever, you know? Right, right. So... Kind of sad to even imagine that's what the whole fucking show is about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it, shit. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of interesting stuff, like, especially the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier tease, like, you got to see Sam with the shield, mm-hmm. you got to see the boy from Civil War, Baron Zemo, facing off yeah. with Bucky, yeah. and then you also got a shot of fucking um, US agent, something, well, anyway, it's like uh, the government's version, of, it's, it's another version of Captain America, because... Mm-hmm. Oh, obviously yeah. they're, they're gonna want to take away the shield from sam for whatever reason mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah and we also got loki so also got loki don't forget about loki, loki. yeah we got a little bit of loki and yeah. that's gonna be cool and i mean i love tom hiddleston's acting and he's 
a dope ass Loki, and you can tell they've always wanted to keep that character going. Mm-hmm. They want to draw Loki out as far as they can. So, and something a lot of people pointed out about Loki is that uh, the what he was wearing almost looked like a like a jail like mm-hmm. fit, you know. And it had the initials. Uh, I think it was what TVM, and essentially they're like the time travel police in the Marvel comics. Oh my god! Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, like, the way that he, like, moved around in Endgame, he disappeared with the Space Stone, and I think he's probably going to, like, try to time travel or something, so we'll see. Oh, that, oh my god, right. <laughs> yeah, no, the, like, the Loki series is very much taking place, like, after he disappeared from... From Endgame. From Endgame in 2012. Nice! You see yeah. how Marvel fucking does it with these time travel... That complete. I can't believe I just. I was like, okay, that's how Loki. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So. So don't think too much about his death in Infinity War. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 no. He disappeared in Endgame. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I can't wait. I, I think I'm most excited for, um, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. But I'm gonna watch all three. I can't right. wait. Yeah. Anyway, well, here let's touch on this real quick. Uh, remember the poll that I put up? Like, who do you want oh, to be yeah. Captain America? Yeah. Bucky, Bucky or Sam? Mm-hmm. He voted for Sam, right? I voted <laughs> I voted for Sam, yeah. You voted for Sam, yeah. It was so funny just watching that poll just because it was 50-50 up until, like, the very last day. <laughs> oh, my God, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> and it ended up going in favor of... I think it went in favor of Bucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bucky's a dope character, man. Yeah, I know. He's great. Yeah. And, yeah, keep it a stack. I voted for Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be real. Winter Soldier's way more badass than Falcon. He yeah, no. He, he has hands a hands on Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's he's a little bit of a super soldier, even though, like, the scene yeah. that he has, like, oh, if he if you grab that little book, like, oh, like, one, homecoming, like, train, benign, whatever. Mm-hmm. You just mind control. <laughs> Bro. And it's like, is Sam going to inject super soldier serum or something? I don't know if there's, like, a perfect formula out there for him anymore. Because yeah. remember in Captain America 1, like, mm-hmm. the original formula, the only one that actually works, um, was, like, it's gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. it only, the only perfect one was with Steve, Steve mm-hmm. Rogers, so. Right, so it's because Sam is so, you know, human, I'm like, what the hell is he going to be his upgrade? You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, the way, the way he tossed the shield in the series, though, it looks like he'll be able to, like. <laughs> he'll be able to wield it, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That boy got a little arm, so apparently he got some strength. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Fast Nine. Oh my god, <laughs> this fucking trailer! Oh my gosh, Fast and Furious Nine. Um, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. When I left the Marines in 2014, I was on the hunt to just get into acting. So I right, didn't really, right, right. Didn't know how. Marie to told me this. Right, went on Google, and then I was on Facebook, and a friend of mine told me about hey. Fast and Furious 7 is looking for actors. Turn out they're looking for background people. Gotcha, yeah. So a lot of people there, they didn't end up actually being serious actors. Some were. Others were just there just because it was a cool experience. So mm-hmm. went up to Lancaster, auditioned, drop off my headshot. And, you know, you stood in a long-ass line. And then they call you if they like... No, I'm sorry. They email you. Just like, hey, you, we loved your shot. Would you like to be background? But do background for the race war scene. Um, Very cool. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was it was for Race Wars, and Race Wars was from the first one, and the first one was very much about racing. So I'm talking about Race Wars because when you watch the first Fast and Furious, that shit is just about 
racing people who are thieves. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you see Fast Nine and okay, how so in Fast far, uh, oh uh, my uh, god! Sorry, hold on. So, so Fast Seven was still like kind of about street racing, or no? Well, the op- one of the opening scenes, um, it was a race war scene. I think it was kind of just a little chippy to the fact that, you know, the last time you were at Race Wars was the first one. Because mm-hmm. Fast 7, damn sure, I wouldn't describe it as much of a racing one, but more of an action movie. And the same with, shit, Fast 5, 6, Yeah, I think a lot, I think it got away from racing early on. And it was cool, you know, I think they're holding on to any franchise that makes as much money as a Fast franchise is going to keep going. But... When you watch the first one in comparison to Fast Seven, they they did that little race war scene at the beginning, but that is not the movie was it was when Jason Statham I believe was like the oh okay like the bad guy and yeah so it's 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 definitely evolved the sure. Fast franchise yeah <laughs> so you were so you were background like you were yeah, doing, I, yeah I just did background for the and it was cool you saw um you got to see. You saw Michelle Rodriguez, and you saw, mm-hmm. you got see her stunt double actually driving the car. Like they just had Michelle Rodriguez in there for a little bit, and they brought her stunt double, and the other girls actually driving. So right. I hope that doesn't let many of y'all down. But yeah, <laughs> most of these actors, I'm sure, have stunt doubles to drive the car. <laughs> Vin Diesel was on set, and it was cool because he gave a little speech about how he started off his background, and that's he cool. worked. His, yeah, that's really cool, man. Because yeah. for him to take the time to do that shit, that was dope. So he said that he started writing his own shit, and I think he was in. Was he? He was in Black Hawk Down or Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. but he was talking about that was one of his first roles and everything. And he started off doing background, so you that's gotta, dope. Yeah, yeah, man, it's dope. You got to start somewhere. Shit. Yeah. He had on some tall ass boots to make himself look taller. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I will say that. I was like them tall ass boots, Vin Diesel. You, you, he's solid though. He's fucking built. Yeah. 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 Absolutely is. But. What do you think about Fast Night? What do you think about this trailer, the John Cena edition? Oh my gosh! Okay, like one of the main things, like okay, like I'll be honest, with you, I haven't really been like up to date with the Fast franchise. Mm-hmm. The Fast Saga is what they're calling it now. The Fast Saga, yeah. The Fast Saga is mm-hmm. what they're calling it. So, I mean, <laughs> like you know, Vin Diesel's like one Vin Diesel's classic lines from the Fast Saga is always like. It's always about family. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, always. It's like, okay, like, fucking uh, John Cena, like, he's your fucking brother. Like, where has he been the previous eight movies? <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I hope that's something that they explain in Fast 9. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, wow. What a it's Just a for them to go that route, it, it, it's it's like they're, they're going to pull from any direction that they can. Yeah. And I don't think bringing a name like John Cena... Is gonna be a draw for people. You don't think so? I think it will be for for some who. I mean, I'm gonna go, Joe. I love a good action, yeah, and I I, sure. I can expect a decent action movie from that. Yeah. I just don't expect there to be. Bro, just watching the trailer, it's like okay, if they're brothers at the end of the day, they really gonna kill each other. And yeah, yeah. Come together and. They'll probably come together and like like John Cena's character will like redeem himself or whatever, yeah. and then he'll and then he'll come in and be part of the team for Fast Ten. <laughs> Somehow he'll be part of the family and Fast. Yeah. And then at the end of Fast Ten, they're gonna have a big dinner with all the characters who have died and come back. And <laughs> I mean, so apparently a lot there's a hashtag Justice for Han. Oh right, right, right. Because uh, which was my favorite part of the trailer. Yeah, like, no, I, I love Han's character. Yeah, he's cool. Um, 
But it's almost like, yeah, how the fuck is like this guy's supposed to be very dead? <laughs> that was, <laughs> bro. That was like the reason why we hated Jason Statham's character. Yeah, because he killed Han, and then that that was in Fast Seven. Jason Statham was the main bad guy. Right. <laughs> Because in Fast 8, I understood. It's like, okay, what the hell is going to be so big that it makes Dom go to the other side? Okay, it was his kid. And it turns out he had a kid. Okay, cool. Now here we are in Fast 9. What's going to be more important than having a kid? Okay, now his brother is trying to... Is a master thief. And his brother is John Cena. I'm like, first of all, John Cena's white as hell. (laughs) Vin Diesel is, I believe, Hispanic. (laughs) I think he might be like... A little Italian too. He's something. something like like, that. He'd yeah. be he'd be pronouncing some of these Spanish words. He'd be trying to put a little accent on it. I'm like, right. okay, Vin. What what is? <laughs> what's a name like Vin Diesel? I know that's his stage name, but right. Yeah, I'm just like I don't even believe that y'all are brothers. And like you say, where the hell has John Cena's character been this whole fucking yeah. time? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So right. we can expect some vine swinging cars and <laughs> some just rocket ship cars and okay fuck are we are they gonna go to space <laughs> first that's the first. biggest question i have and if they don't i want them to go to space so bad <laughs> <laughs> they fucking strapped a rocket to one of these cars in the trailer so they're setting it up oh my god you know it's, it's hilarious <laughs> the, the stunts are just got more it, it went from because i think fast five for me it was the last film of the fast saga that i really felt was was less it was just it wasn't as flashy and now bro some of these stunts i'm just like okay we've long we've left the racing fast behind and now we've evolved to this action because a lot of people have you watched hobbs and shaw no didn't i watched hobbs and shaw and i can understand why some people would feel just apprehensive about having that tied to the fast franchise that's a straight up fucking action movie right you know what i'm saying no kind i mean Idris Elba's character is like hyped up on some super soldiers yeah. type shit. I'm black Superman. <laughs> I'm black Superman. <laughs> and then The Rock is like, damn, he is black hey, Superman. He, he really is black Superman. <laughs> the Rock and Jason Statham, there was oh, such dad humor, corny dialogue in that damn movie. I watched it though, and it's it's very much an action-y movie, so yeah. I didn't know if it was necessary to tie that to the Fast franchise, but... You know, there's an interview with The Rock. Um, I forget who he's interviewing with, but he's saying, you know, the, the goal was always to evolve the Fast franchise into True. grow. So, yeah. of course, his ass is going to say that. He got a motherfucking lead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think he was a dope addition to the Fast. I loved him in Fast Five. After that, I was over it. Right. You know, so. Cool. Yeah, that's Fast. Yeah, Fast. Um, actually, I read uh, an article the other... Oh, God, I wish I knew where it was from. Like, so many of these, like, social media movie sites just post stuff all the time but uh they interviewed vin diesel and they're saying that uh like he said with fast 10 he wants to split it into two movies (laughs) there is no need for the split not with this (laughs) it it, it worked for harry potter bro like it worked for breaking dawn i guess but yeah but I'm like, yeah, all right, fine. Like, you if if you're gonna split into two movies, you better do one on Earth and then do the other <laughs> one on Earth and do the other one in space, like on the moon or some shit. <laughs> like, Very simple. One on this planet, one in space. Yeah, like, like you don't fucking need you, you don't need gravity when you got family. <laughs> you don't need gravity. I got family, <laughs> and the family comes and saves the day. 
Yeah, oh I'm no need for that. I, I would not want to see a two-part th- tenth. No, the tenth is enough, damn it. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, over that. But I'm still going to go watch Fast 9. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I like, see, whenever I watch movies, like, I already put myself into, like, this mindset to where, like, okay, I know what I'm, like... Like, I have my expectations or whatever. And yeah. I know what I'm about to see. Like, you ha- yeah. I expect going in, like, to see nothing too fantastic. But, like, I want to see, like, just over-the-top action that exactly. just does not make sense. And, I want to be entertained at the yeah, very least. And, like, I want to see stuff that just completely defies the laws of physics. <laughs> <laughs> the laws of physics and my intelligence. Yeah. Like, but, you know, you're right, Joe. You have to manage expectations when you watch certain movies. And yeah. the Fast Saga is... 100% a testament to that. You have to know what you're watching. You have sure. to know what you're going into when you watch yeah. a damn fast movie these days. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's about that about does it for fast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. So, Birds of Prey. Oh, Birds came of... At, fuck. Birds of Prey was solid. What did you yeah, think Yeah, you loved it? Birds? Well, yeah. here, let's let's both give our takes and we can talk okay. about it afterwards. So, you liked it? I enjoy Birds a lot. Um, I think immediately... They they made sure that they had a tie-in with Joker, and you just love right. hearing you love hearing that name. Oh yeah, I love hearing the Joker be mentioned. And in this film, they wrote off how Harley Quinn was kind of untouchable because she was with Joker. Oh and, yeah. yeah, and you know in in the uh, in the trailer they don't hide the fact that they broke up. So right, right, <laughs> it's right. not a fucking spoiler. Um, so yeah, in that movie, it's kind of just going over how her breakup with Joker is affecting her, and now she has a big target on her back. And they do it in a way that's very R-rated and. Damn it, I love that this female cast brought some of the best fight choreography I've seen in a while. When I watch comic book movies, I need to see some dope-ass fight scenes. Sure, yeah. And you notice the style of Marvel. Marvel is all about the CGI, camera angles type of action. They're not so much for the hand-to-hand. It, it's very, it's, they'll have their hand-to-hand moments, but it's mostly about big, large scenes. I like seeing scenes in one fucking room. And it's people just fighting and duking it out in that room. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'll need a bunch of shit to blow up for it to be dope. So in this, I love Harley's fighting style. She was whooping ass. The the other women, they they, kind of had their own little small origins. That's why I like that movie because they kind of just, their little origins, it got into them. Let them know who they are, but without getting too much off track. And it was a very basic fucking plot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It It wasn't too complicated. The villain was dope as fuck. Aaron McGregor killed it as Black Mask. Yeah. He was crazy. Yeah. He was crazy. And you know what? He played the villain very well. And he played the villain to a crazy woman. You know? Right, right, right. It it, it was like just a bunch of bad guys doing bad shit. And yeah, I loved it. I I, I didn't expect to enjoy it that much. But what what did you think? Um, well, (laughs) I... Look, all everything it, it was just it was fine. Like I uh you know, the like Margot Robbie is Harley is Harley Quinn, like fantastic. I thought she portrays mm-hmm. the character very well mm-hmm. and she has a solid performance. Ewan McGregor loved him as Black Mask and especially with Ewan McGregor's character, like with how crazy he was, I feel like he honestly could have made a better Joker for this specific universe. Mm. You know what I mean? Like instead mm-hmm. of Jared Leto, like he, he would have made a great Joker. Yeah. If he just like you know, take the performance that he gave as Black Mask and just put oh, on, put some face paint on him. And really? Like, like, I think he would have made a great Joker for this. Universe. Yeah, you yeah. know, he, he was very um, 
God, like his personality in this wasn't what I expected. I expected more of a low key kind of black mask. He right. was he was crazy. In yeah, this. yeah. I thought, yeah, like you know, he as the Joker would have been solid. Wow, wow, okay. But uh, yeah, so I thought, like you said, the action choreography was great, but at the same time, I was thinking like, okay, all these like characters are doing all these like crazy fight moves and grapples and all this stuff. But none of them are like, like you should know this stuff if you're like Black Widow and you're like a trained assassin, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but like Harley Quinn is just crazy. And I was like, no, like I don't really like. And, and that's how it's because that's how she is in the comic books. They have to bring that here. But you're right. It's like what the fuck? She has a PhD. She mentioned that quite a few times in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. She yeah. has a PhD. She went to med school. How the fuck is she out here? She like threw a cell phone up and then kicked it and knocked someone <laughs> out. I'm like, oh my god! But I love that part. But I, I I get completely what you're saying. Yeah, like uh, let's see what else happened in there. Like it had all the right stuff. Like the production was really nice. Like this, yeah. the story was solid. Yeah. Um, and some of the sets too. What I what I think I like the most about it is like some of the like uh, like the booby trap or whatever. Mm. The little like circus area or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. That show, like, reminded me of, uh, like, it feel like it came straight from, like, the animated series Batman. Right, Like, right. the Gotham in this, uh, in this movie was very colorful. Right, you know? and it was, that's Ali, my fiancé, was, I love the visuals here, because even when, like, the factory blew up and it was very colorful, it's like, that's that, it felt like Gotham. They went yeah. to, yeah, yeah, because every interpretation of Gotham... I, I just love when it, it feels very like, comic book like. I feel like right. in this one it felt very, yeah. Yeah, and um, fuck, uh, I don't know. It was just it was fine for me. Like I, I'm not crazy jazzed on it, you know. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I I feel like you know like if we're gonna talk like uh, like female led films like mm-hmm. Wonder Woman blows this one out of the water. Okay. You okay. know. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> This um, this one was this one was more entertaining than I had expected. So yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it because I didn't really know what the fuck to expect from Birds of Prey. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know either. And actually, like probably, and I think I enjoyed it more just because I was kind of familiar with some of the characters. Like I, I knew who Huntress was, mm-hmm. and I knew who Black Canary was. And actually, right. I liked that the fact that they saved her Canary Cry for one hundred percent. Like I didn't want them to like overuse it, and I was like, okay, this is dope. Like it, it has to come in a moment where the stakes are very high because yeah. they came at a moment where they were always like, okay. The only like, way they can get out of this is if she finally... Yeah. Yeah, so that's the cool. Canary Cry was dope. And Canary Cry was fucking dope. Yeah. Cool to see some powers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it was... I feel like it doesn't really hit well with me just because there was... Oh. They they worked with what they could, you know? like Because Jared Leto's Joker was very much... Uh, like, I feel like they fell short because of everything that was going on in the background. You know, I know what I mean? man. I know. Yeah. You can kind of feel it. Like, whenever they reference Joker, they wanted to show him. There was one scene where they, they just briefly cut the back of him. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, God. I, I want to... You always want to You kind of want to see him. Yeah. yeah you always want to fucking see the Joker. I mean, a lot of that movie, there were so many Joker references. So mm-hmm. It's like, Harley's Joker's lady, and you want to see the crazy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, at the end of the day, it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't my favorite movie, but it's like, sure. yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. The boy, <laughs> the boy Omar said the same thing. He was like, it was entertaining. Black Mask is crazy. I was like, you know what? That kind of sums up the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I didn't, as I said, I didn't know what to expect when watching Birds of Prey and what I got was cool. So I was like, you know what? I'll t- I don't think it's, 
I, I think that's a solid one for DC just to kind of keep it going. Right. Because like you said, we, at, least, at the very least, we saw a villain that we many fans enjoy, Black Mask. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, we saw that and we see that they're keeping it going because it's it's easy for these days to feel like DC just doesn't as far as like the DC extended universe because I feel like Joker is kind of its own thing sure. Joaquin Phoenix Joker is its own thing so yeah yeah, it very much like, is and mm-hmm. I'll be honest I don't know if I want his Joker in this universe yeah I think it's, they're very yeah. different vibes they're very yeah. different tones each of them so this one's very more it's comic booky, man like it's, yeah yeah it's like the comic book Gotham and the Joker with Joaquin is like that's some straight up like realistic depression type of Gotham it's like yeah. gritty yeah so yeah okay no and but uh, you know what though like DC and Warner Brothers they uh, they beat you know Disney and Marvel to the punch as far as like releasing the first all female team up superhero movie mm-hmm. yeah that's true so and I think Marvel definitely had the potential to do that and they have enough characters but it's like what team would they yeah no I mean they teased a little bit of that in Endgame but even that scene like didn't really hit with me it was, it was like because mm-hmm. with Birds of Prey, they had already run into each other, and then they had to team up at the end. Mm-hmm. But in Endgame, they teamed up, like, all the female superheroes just teamed up all at once just because. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. So I was like, ah, that's cool, but... That's cool, but I felt like a check that had to be, you know, just yeah, a box like, that had to be yeah, checked. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. So That's how that felt in Endgame. That, it was like, okay, let's check this female box but in Birds of Prey it's like these are just characters that are female mm-hmm. you know Rosie Perez's character um, she's dope in the comic books by the way they touch on her like her alcoholism which I, I enjoy that I actually did not know anything about that character at all oh really yeah Um, I, I forget the name of the character but um, Renee okay Renee something um, does she I, have like a superhero name or um, I, I don't think so I don't okay. think so I think it's Renee Montoya um, but her character, that character, I believe, is in Injustice comic books, and okay. um, so that's where I know her from. And yeah, she's she's lesbian, so I was yeah. like, okay, that's definitely her. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a dope little team up because even like her role as a cop in that movie made sense. It Dude, wasn't, yeah. <laughs> well, finish your thought and then I have something else. Well, go ahead. She sucks as a cop. <laughs> she's so bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> Allie did not. She was. I did not enjoy her, the cops acting. I was like. Yeah, no. That's Rosie Perez. Well, no, no, no. Not not like her performance. Like, her performance was fine, but the character as a cop. Oh, yeah. Like, you're a terrible cop. Oh, she was an awful cop. Yeah. Like, girl, you should walk away and become yeah, uh, a vigilante. Was, I was like, dude, like, you had, like, five chances to catch Harley, and, like, I don't know. It, it was funny. And the other thing about that, too, was that, like, where are the cops in this? <laughs> like, Bro, they, how come Harley Quinn is just... Dude, roaming Sophie. Yeah, like, she was shooting people with like, like, like confetti and shit. Like, how is, how are you? Bro, I was like, those cops would have lit her ass yeah. up. She's in the police station. Yeah. Just. Okay, exactly. Like that, that fight sequence, it was very cool. Like the action choreography was, cool. was incredible. But right. you're, she was fighting in a police precinct and it went on for like five or ten minutes. I'm like, where are the cops? Well, and when you see the cops, they are running away. I'm like, those cops would have been lighting her ass up unless the guns are in the armory or something. But I thought about that the whole time, Joe. I'm like, okay, how come Harley Quinn is just like free-roaming <laughs> yeah, Gotham? Yeah. But she, you know what, though? Okay, it's I love that we had this little exchange just because... If this was, if this scene, like the whole, like all the circumstances that we just talked about, mm-hmm. if it was like, if it was Batman roaming, like we'd, we'd be cool with it. 
Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that, that kind of sucks that it's, like, that we feel that way. But, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's with... Like with Harley, and she's such a in in this movie, like her character is such a prolific villain because she's the lady of Joker, and I, I love that how when people do see her, like a lot of people are coming after her, but a lot of the movie she's just like drink getting margaritas, yeah. and getting sandwiches. I'm like, how the hell is she oh, doing? Man. That was tragic when the when the egg sandwich just fell apart. Oh, that was, was like, so Fuck. funny. <laughs> it looks so good, bro. They made that egg sandwich. Like <laughs> that was that was a sandwich, bro. Yeah, it was indeed a sandwich. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, okay, so that I'm I'm glad that you feel slightly different than I do about birds because you know what I, I I certainly enjoyed it. It like you said, it wasn't one of my favorite movies, but um, something to keep DC going. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know what I, I I fuck with the fight scenes as I mentioned, but I'd say one of my favorite shows of all time as far as fight choreography and modern comic book adaptations. Mm-hmm. just posted on the page last night is Daredevil oh yeah the hallway scene is absolutely iconic the hallway yeah. scene I believe it's episode 2 of season 1 in Daredevil the Netflix show yeah. bro that shit is so phenomenal and yeah. what I love about that scene is the patience of it because yeah. like you said and when we watch Birds of Prey you see Harley Quinn take out so many people and it's like we know what you're watching but then another part of you is like I don't know how realistic that shit would be but then again you know what you're watching yeah, but that's, like, to go back to that point is, like, like you know, you question how realistic it is, but, mm-hmm. like, if you're watching, like, like a, like like Batman or something, it's yeah. like, you don't question it. And I'm like, Hell no. it's it's kind of weird that it works out like that, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> you, you think like, why, be- is it, why is it realistic here, but it's not realistic here? Because it's a man and one's a woman. But, yeah, and that's, it's unfortunate that it's like that. <laughs> I feel you. You know I what I mean? Because people are going to question that. Mm-hmm. But, like, you shouldn't be because you're enjoying it here. Then why aren't you enjoying it there? Right. You know? Right. <laughs> and, you know, for me, I always look at the style of the fight choreography. And when I when I look at Daredevil, where I enjoy the patience of it, what I, as I said, is because it's like when he hits one person, that person may fall, but they're getting right back up mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, in that hallway scene, that's what happens. Like, he's, he's gassed and he's tired and he's leaning up against the wall, catching his breath. That he punches this dude again. He has to kick this dude again. And those dudes fall. The bad guys fall and they get back up. So I love the realism of that. Because in a real life fight, that's more of what would happen. Sure. So I can appreciate when any kind of comic book st- movie or, t- or show takes the time to kind of implement that kind of realism. Because it's just like... Right. I think Dare- Daredevil Season 1, I believe, is just... It's phenomenal. The best fight oh choreography. Uh, fight even that story and how it takes its time building Wilson Fisk into this huge villain. I I love season one of Daredevil. It's Gerardo says he was like that that season's a masterpiece. Not oh yeah. Him. I I think season one is phenomenal and I can really all three seasons it. are solid. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh god, Daredevil is one of my favorite comic book characters already so to see the show that they made and his style of fighting he is the most badass Marvel character just because of the way he fights bro right. and it's straight up hand to hand he's like fighting with motherfuckers I, I love it so yeah yeah you know it, it's interesting how you mentioned that point about us seeing it less realistic if it's a woman yeah I, I look at it too at the arsenal I'm like what the hell do they have in their toolbox like Batman has a lot of shit so I can believe that when he throws oh, okay, like, yeah. when he throws those gas pellets or when he has little shocking guns or something or tasers yeah. I'm like okay 
but yeah, I, I guess, yeah, no, I, I guess I didn't take the the arsenal into consideration. Oh, the like, arsenal is fucking key. But like, even so, like, if you, uh, I think it's just Harley Quinn as a character. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because you could totally see Black Widow doing stuff like this. Absolutely, just because she has she's a trained know, assassin. She yeah, master assassin. You know, yeah. so same with Huntress in this movie. It's like oh, yeah. it makes sense for Huntress to just walk in and kill Victor's ass that easily. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because she is trained years as an assassin. It's like, Harley Quinn was a fucking psychiatrist. How is she able... She's a psychiatrist and she's just a maniac. Yeah, <laughs> she's crazy. How is she able to just ride on the front of the truck and then backflip? Yeah. I, I was like, okay. But she's very much like that in the comics, right? She, exactly. Okay. And, and that's how she... I mean, it, even in like the animated Batman show, she will fight Batman. She'll get her ass whooped, but she'll go toe-to-toe with Batman. So like, yeah. okay, bitch, you're, you're throwing some <laughs> kicks at Batman. You must be able to keep up in some kind of way. So... Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So and at the end of the day, then that's why I say like, okay, that's fine. Like mm-hmm. the movie's fine. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I didn't love it. Like I'm not gonna hype it up as like. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell people like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like this is like my favorite movie, and it's absolutely like you have to see this shit. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? I'll push Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey. I would tell people it's entertaining. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll recommend it, but I won't. I won't push it like i would wonder woman you know but exactly yeah it's entertaining uh since we brought up fight choreography i do want to touch on like one of where one of my favorites is is uh and it's also honestly my favorite marvel movie mm. is uh captain america the winter soldier okay the fight choreography in that that's the favorite marvel fucking movie crazy i think it has to be my number one yeah, yeah i love you yeah, five choreo in that one is dope. Yeah, no, like fucking him and Bucky fighting. Like he's like Bucky's doing all this crazy flippy shit with the knife. With the knife, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and that one is more of the hand to hand. It got away from yeah, because like in Avengers they have their fight sequences that are so big scale. And, like, yeah, no, and it's, you just have to get a shot of everyone like doing like a punch or a kick or something. Like exactly, that. and it's very brief. Yeah, but in, in Winter Soldier is more. I, I I love just the. The fight core. I, I love when people take the time to throw a punch and throw a kick, and yeah, they go at it in Winter Soldier. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, I so. feel you. You can appreciate that. Absolutely. Hell yeah! All right. Um. So moving on. Tomorrow, big day. Oh yeah. No, we're recording this on a Saturday. That's mm-hmm. the Saturday before the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, big Oscars day. Yeah. Yeah. And being that we are people who are pushing inclusion, of course we're. We're always curious to see just who's nominated and who walks right. away with it. And we, we briefly talked about this in uh, in the episode prior, but after like putting more thought into it, I think as far as inclusion goes, like, I mean, we talked about the best director one, mm-hmm. but uh, where I feel it was really like, like okay, you guys fucked up in like nominating mm-hmm. these people is, uh, I want to say, it's either best actress or best supporting actress. Okay. Might be best actress, but... Like, fuck, you didn't have to nominate Scarlett Johansson for both of these categories. Right. Like, you didn't have to nominate her for Best Actress and Best Supporting. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved to see... Hold on. Who are, who are the nominees here? Okay, so you got Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Search and Running for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, Renee Zellweger, Judy. Have you ever even heard of Judy? <laughs> <laughs> and it's Renee Zellweger? Yeah. Oh, gosh. And I think she won the Golden Globe for that. Okay. And Cynthia Erivo for Harry. Her boring ass. Renee's a yeah. boring little moth. Like, look, take Scarlett Johansson out. Replace right. her with Lupita Nyongo from Us. Right. That was, like, right when I saw the movie, I was like, okay, if she doesn't get nominated for this, right. that's, you fucked up. A solid, <laughs> a solid 
worthy of nomination performance yeah. to us. And I didn't even care for that movie, really. But I was like, God damn, she's... She... Yeah. She, she played, like, two different characters. Oh, my God. <laughs> embodied it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, like, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen The Farewell, but, you know, the way that people talked about yeah. his performance and that, like, he could have right. her in there. Absolutely. But, yeah, it's unfortunate. I would have loved to have seen Aquafina in there. I mean... Yeah. I mean, she won the Golden Globe for that category. Right. She won it. Wasn't yeah. just nominated. <laughs> and yet you're not nominated at all for an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, we, we said in the last, Anthony mentioned it, he's like, you can't get too caught up. It's like dope being right. nominated, but shit, it, it's, and as well. In terms Joaquin, of inclusion, like, yeah, come man, on come on. <laughs> objectively, objectively acknowledge that more people of color should just be included in those, so. Just for recognition, and you don't have to win. You can give the award to fucking. You can give the award to Scott Johansson if you yeah. want. But, you know, just, like, just throw in some nominees, but yeah. it looks more like. Like a level playing field, man. Because yeah. yeah, as a person of color, as an artist, it's already like the the amount of people just within that demographic is already small. So it's like, yeah, of course we need more people behind the camera. We need more people in front of the camera. But shit, if people are doing it, they're not getting nominated. Imagine how discouraging that is. So. Right. Yeah. Well, so it's up to yeah. the academy. Just because, like, mm-hmm. uh, you look at some of the statistics. Like a lot of the academy is like a bunch of older white folks. Yeah. Uh, like you know in like their 60s and stuff mm-hmm. so uh, you know once you know in the the membership at the academy it's it's for life mm-hmm. you know what I mean so hopefully we can get just more people in the academy yeah you know yeah. people of color in the academy and that's Joe maybe you and I need to do it in the get fucking the academy <laughs> <laughs> maybe this podcast will help us get into the fucking academy yeah yeah <laughs> well the thing about the academy is uh it's a very exclusive group. You have to be mm-hmm. invited to be part of it, mm-hmm. or like if you're if you're nominated for something, then it's like okay, you're you're pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe one day, maybe one day. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's good that we're at least out here acknowledging the fact that there should be more of an inclusive aspect of that shit because yeah, yeah, more and more people are pushing for it. So I I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. I'll record. Oh yeah, got to record the Oscars and tap. Who's is someone hosting? Uh no. No host. No host. No host. No host Oscars. Should we um I have the Oscars ballot here? Do you want to do some predictions? Go ahead. We'll do or a few. What, what, do you, what do you want to win? Uh I know here, um here, Ford let's, versus let's, Ferrari is like best picture not what what are the Here, let's let's just start from the right. Okay. Um which which of these categories do you want to let's do cinematography. Oh yeah, cinematography. Let's do cinematography. I think nineteen seventeen's got that one wrapped up. Really? Yeah. Uh, it is like I talked about in the last episode. It's a beautifully shot movie. Mm-hmm. It's shot by this guy named uh, his name is Roger Deakins. I'm sleeping on it. Yeah, um, he like it's it's just real pretty to look at. Okay, to be honest with you. Okay, I never seen Lighthouse, but like all these other movies that are nominated. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, okay. Irishman. Oh gosh, I, I can hear a lot of the Irishman, a lot of Joker, a lot of I, 1917. I honestly, Joker and the Irishman. Well, Joker's nominated for like. 11 awards but i think it's only going to take like maybe two of them yeah <laughs> you know so but i think 1917 has gotten that one wrapped up okay but out of all these movies you've only seen joker huh yeah so you can't really make a prediction <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> okay that's my prediction 1917 for cinematography okay um 
documentary. Let's let's do visual effects because Avengers Endgame is the one that should win for this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, but it won't. I don't like. I want Endgame to win that one because it fucking deserves it. Oh, get one hundred percent. I mean, look at all those Disney movies. You have Rise of Skywalker, Lion King, and Avengers Endgame for best visual effects. Yeah. Fucking okay. Well, I think the only reason why the the Irishman is nominated for that is because they did some de aging stuff. Yeah, in that one. So no, that's pretty cool. It is cool, but some I old mean, bastards in that. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think Endgame's got that one in the bag. As, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. What other? Um. Film editing. Film editing. I mean, I want, like, you know, whatever category Parasite is in, I want it to win. <laughs> I'm watching Parasite within the next two weeks. I have oh, to. Oh, yeah. You have to. What about, well, best, pe- what, let's, let's go out. Oh, with- here. Let's, let's go right to left here. Okay. Um, let's see. We have original score. Original score. Oh, you know, I love my scores. What, I mean, <laughs> what do you feel? Oh, Marriage Story is up there, nominated for score. Yeah, no. The, okay, the the music in that was real pretty. It was really nice. Yeah, it was. You know, um, Toy but, Story. Let's see, Star Wars. I mean, that's John Williams. He might take that one just because he's fucking John Williams. Yeah, you know, he's the man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the honestly, the score in Joker in nineteen seventeen are real nice as well. Yeah, yeah. Joker's and, up uh, there again. Mm-hmm. The Golden Globe for the original score went to the person that. Um, I can't say her name. I think it's like Hilda something. Okay. But uh, she won that one. So that'd be cool if she won it for original score. But 1917. That, uh, have you seen the trailer? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So the scene hell where yeah. he's uh, where he's uh, running through the field. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of like the highlight of the movie. Okay. And the song, the score for that scene that they have is like fucking epic. It's, okay. It's incredible. But if I had to pick one. What do you think? What would you pick? I haven't watched 1917. I okay. really enjoyed the score of Marriage Story. Yeah. The score um, of Marriage Story is nice. Yeah, I, I think it really... But God, do I love Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased. You know, the music in that, like especially in the scene where he's dancing in the bathroom. Right. Like, the song in there was oh like... Oh my gosh. It w- so. That scene would not have been the same. If any the, other... Yeah. Yeah, so... Exactly, so... I don't know, but from the way you're describing 1917, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But you know what? I would love to see a woman take that one, so I'm going to say the score for Joker. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let, let's 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 vote for that one. Let's see. Uh, let's wrap it up with like one or two more. Okay. Well, we got to do... Let's, let's do these real quick. Okay, adapted screenplay. I hope Ooh. Joker takes it. Okay, I hope Joker takes it. Joker would be nice. Um... Original screenplay, Knives Out. I think I said that uh, last last episode. Okay, that'll be dope. Yeah, just because it's you know Knives Out murder mystery. If right. You write a good murder mystery. It's it's yeah. a good screenplay. You know. You know. <laughs> you're already beating the odds. Yeah. Okay. Actor in a supporting role. Brad Pitt once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, easily. Yeah. Brad Pitt. I yeah. want Brad Pitt. I never saw a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I wanted to, but I just never got around to seeing it. Never got around. Fucking to Tom Hanks says, uh, "What's yeah, his name?" Yeah. Look just like him. Yeah. <laughs> Actress in a supporting role. I mean, oh, well, no, I wouldn't say Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit was a dope movie, though. It was dope. Yeah, I watched a damn Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
uh, I would just say Laura, like you've seen Marriage Story, right? So Laura Dern, Marriage oh, Story, yeah. she was the lawyer. Oh, she was dope. Yeah, she was <laughs> She was cool. Actor in a leading role, of course, our boy Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Everybody else here. can take a fucking hike. Take a hike, please. <laughs> take five laps. Uh, actress in a leading role. Actress in a leading role. Oh, ScarJo's up there for fucking Marriage Story. I'm going to give that one to Scarlett. Just because, you know. I, I loved think, her and I loved her in Marriage Story. Yeah, she yeah. was solid. Directing. Directing. Fuck. Um, oh, Parasite. Yep, Bong Joon-ho. We're, yeah. we're going... <laughs> I do not want to see fucking Irishman win. Directing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be over it, bro. Um, best picture? Yoko. Uh, Parasite. I, I oh, swear. Oh, wait. I Parasite's up there. Oh, God. Yeah. See, and until I watch it, I can't, I can't fully commit to that. Dude, I swear to God, if, like... For some reason, for Best Picture, I feel like 1917 will ultimately take it just because the Academy loves their war movies. They do love their war movies. <laughs> Fuck me. But damn, like, Parasite, man. If it doesn't win, that, that'd be... It'd be incredible if they won, just because... That'd be dope. Like, you know, like... Yeah. Foreign language film. I don't think this has ever happened. Mm-hmm. Like, a South mm-hmm. Korean film or a foreign language film to be nominated in both categories for one, like, yeah. International Feature and Best Picture... And I don't think that's even, like, ever happened. And it's already breaking barriers. <laughs> yeah, so, so like, that would be an incredible win. That would be a hell of I, a feat. Yeah. I think if Joker won, I would not like that. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I love Joker and as much as I love Walking Phoenix. As far as Phoenix, best picture? Yeah. No, like, I, I, yeah. All, all the other movies in this category are better than Joker. Yeah. Keep it, keep it a stack. I feel you. <laughs> I, I gotta say, even, I think as far as movie, because acting performance, I think, goes to Joaquin as the Joker. But as far as just the picture, movie, yeah, the general, movie yeah. itself, I could see Marriage Story be, beating Joker. Right. You know, I, I can see, I haven't seen Parasite, though, so. Okay. Yeah, man. So. Okay. So we're going Parasite for Best Picture. I better fucking win. <laughs> but we will not be surprised in 1917, dude. Yeah. I wish I saw all of these movies, but the only ones that I didn't watch are Little Women and Ford vs. Ferrari. But all the other ones are solid. Yeah. They're all incredible movies. So Yeah. What a year, 2019, for film. <laughs> oh my god. 2019 was a hell of a year. So. Yeah. Yeah, these Oscars are going to be full of some big name movies. I can't wait. Record that I shit. can't wait to see like what people talk about like the first reactions too oh my god you know those. yeah like <laughs> i'll be reading about those and we'll talk about it like in the next we episode. will next episode we're going to be recording here again on campus at the university of laverne um joe you got anything else bro no nice yeah that's it. solid guys thanks for listening it's always a pleasure thank you thank you yes this is your and boy you know John. What? like i i don't say uh Thank you enough to fucking Lavelle for the theme song. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but thanks, man. We yeah. appreciate it. Always, always. The boy actually, uh, I think, like, he, because he always sends me his music, and he mm-hmm. always, he makes that film score type of music. You know? Nice. And uh, a lot of it is, like, really good, and, yeah. like, a, a company, like, reached out to him to, like, make music for him, so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Shouts like, to hey, Lavelle. Good, good for you, man. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Look at us. The people we know just making strides. That's what we hope for, so. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to continue to have guests on here and more of our friends. So we look forward to it. Keep listening, y'all. Yeah. We out here. We out. Ha, it's part two. We're doing a little Oscars reaction. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Bro, I know you're hyped off these Oscars. I know that the predictions you made, as soon as I saw the nominations and then as soon as I heard the winners, I was like, damn, Joe's 
predictions were pretty spot on. Dude, uh, yeah, no, I was pretty hyped. Um, I gotta say though, like there was only one category that I was pretty upset with, and that's uh, best visual effects. That one. Oh, like, you you wanted Avengers? Uh, yeah. It how the like okay so for all these Marvel movies, all these Disney movies, it mm-hmm. only makes sense that because visual effects are a big part of telling that story. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Right. So how does it make, like, there's, to me, there's nothing visually appealing about what I saw in 1917. I mean, cinematography is one thing, and they won the award for that. They did. But visually, Avengers Endgame was fucking stunning. So how does that shit make any sense? (laughs) Right. I I think, you think the genre of Avengers kind of had an effect on it receiving the Oscar, or... I think so, yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit of that, but, I mean... I, I guess what one could appreciate about 1917 was how different it was, but I think, yeah, yeah, it, w- it, w- it would have been dope to see that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because like you said, Disney is fucking big on the visual aspect. I got, I still got to watch 1917, but for it to take that over Avengers Endgame. Yeah, no, I I didn't get it. Yeah. Like, I mean. That, that final battle scene in goddamn Avengers is... That's something else. That's that's a years too. That's what you gotta respect, man. That that yeah. We can go on. We can go on. No, we can go on. Let's move on. Maybe maybe that's that'll be another topic for another. Yeah, yeah. But you know, every other one. I mean, let's see. I had how many uh, categories? I do one, two, three, four. A few in there. Okay, so I predicted for 11 categories. Okay. And I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. Nice. So I think that's pretty good. It's not Solid. bad. So that, that, to me, shows that you watched your movies. Oh, yeah. Like, right. I mean, uh, yeah, no. Like, I think this was honestly the first time I've actually ever sat through an Oscar show from start to finish. Right. That's yeah. cool. Like, that's cool. <laughs> typically, like, the years prior, I would do, uh, like, I would peak every now and then or i'd know when all the big categories are coming up you know so i'm like okay i'm gonna tune in now this time i like i was like okay like i actually have some uh some solid predictions here and i hope they come true and that's what you watch the oscars for really really you you like to see you like to see the movies that you like win and And yeah yeah. the more that you watch these movies the more enjoyable the oscars can be yeah yeah and that's the thing too is that the so there's this article from variety um, this okay. Oscar, this Oscars show had the lowest viewership ever. That shit is nuts. Ever. It was, I, it says roughly 23.6 million and that's still a big number, but that's But you know viewers. what, Joe, I can also, I could feel that while I was watching the Oscars. I, I was just like, I don't think a lot of people are really sitting down right now and watching the Oscars live. And yeah. it, you know how the Super Bowl, it, it's. The biggest oh, day in yeah. football. Yeah. And it's a, it's an event where people plan for to sit down. It took years of doing that, of course. But it's the way they market it. The way that the right. Oscars is marketed, bro, you forget about that shit right after the fucking Super Bowl. And, right. And mostly older people who are watching it. How many young people really tap it in to watch the Oscars? How many people going to the bar to watch the Oscars? So, <laughs> the bar for the Oscars? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, in, in the NBA, the... 
the NBA Finals is the big day for basketball. Right. Um, you know, the World Series is the big day for baseball. Of course, these are all sporting events, so, you know, entertainment is very different. But the way the sporting events are marketed, they get more of a draw. Right. So that's that's nuts. I can't believe... When you said that, I was like, fuck. I mean, because you and I really sat down. We were watching the separately different places. But Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. But I think what contributes to that, too, is the fact that people don't really go to the movies anymore. You know? Damn. It's kind of a thing that falls off. Like, the theater business isn't doing too hot. Mm-hmm. And if people aren't watching movies, then why would you give a shit about watching the Oscars? You know? Yeah. Besides the tune-in for all the, like, celebrities and all this stuff. Or... And you really gotta have a fond love for celebrities if you... Right. Um, so what are people watching, then? TV, mostly? You know what? Um, I think... Another thing is that people just aren't watching live TV anymore. Mm-hmm. It's all on streaming. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. it's it's a whole number of things. But, uh, yeah, lowest viewership sure. ever. That was surprising to me. Just because, uh, for one, I mean, how do you think, what did you think of the show overall? Uh, it, it was an enjoyable show. The fact that there was no host, sometimes it's just like, oh, where, where the hell is the host? Why did you, you like, did show? you at least like Steve Martin and Chris Rock at the beginning? Yeah, I thought they were funny. I thought it yeah. was, I thought the jokes were, I thought they were safe and they were in context with today. Sure. Um, I think they're both funny too. My brother, James, he actually, he can't stand Chris Rock, but I think Chris Rock is, I think he's funny, you know. You know, I read a pretty funny tweet the other day. It was like, like maybe like one day, one Oscar show will stop joking about the categories not having people of color in them, and they'll and the categories will just actually have people of color in them. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for real. Like instead of joking about it, maybe it'll be a reality one day. <laughs> right, because there are only some jokes, and it's it. It's sure it's funny to. To but, joke about it, right, but, but just I mean, do it, damn yeah. it. Then, then we can just stop talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Shit. That's why it was cool to see Parasite just go in there and oh, go, fuck go yes. nuts. Fuck yes. That was go, my... I, yeah, yeah. Dude, when I did not believe that he was going to win Best Director, that was one of my predictions, Bong Joon-ho for Best Director. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to go to like Sam Mendes for 1917 or some shit. Oh, sure. You I easily would have seen that yeah, being but... a reality, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, holy shit, are they going to win Best Picture? This is fucking crazy. <laughs> and they win did that. Oh, man. Bro, I can't wait to watch Parasite tomorrow. Allie and I are... You guys going to watch it tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, it's on Prime. Ready oh, to go. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've written that shit. I, just I, just I, be I ready to read some subtitles. Oh, I, I have never <laughs> read more subtitles than being with Allie. We have them on religiously. And you know what? The thing about having subtitles, you pick up on a lot of things that you missed. Oh, yeah. When you actually see the words that actors are saying, you you tend to miss a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. With accents or with sound. But when you see those words on screen, say, oh, shit, that's how you pronounce that. That's what they said. And it really changes the way you you watch things. Yeah, I know. I'm all about the subtitles. I'm pretty sure we talked about it before. But I watch stuff that's in English with subtitles all the time. And, yeah, no, you pick up bits and pieces of the story that you may not have if the subtitles were off. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're big advocates for subtitles <laughs> on, on this podcast. <laughs> have to be. They changed the game. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, in, in my opinion, though, in regards to viewership with the Oscars, the Oscars need to just, they need kind of a younger feel. They need 
to draw the younger audience to watch it. People our age to really, we have a fondness for movies. You and I, like we love movies. So sure. they need yeah. to market it differently. That's my opinion. So, yeah. Um, or have other ways to watch it besides live TV. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe maybe it can be on like uh, somehow stream it or something. Well, not like stream it. Like mm-hmm. have it on a streaming service, but have it like quote unquote live. I don't even know if that makes any sense, but. Have, they, like have yeah, it as like, like one of the main things like on a Netflix homepage. It's on ABC. Is that what network it's on? I guess. I think it's ABC. Yeah. I like Channel know. Seven or yeah. some shit. One of those. Hmm. But, yeah. We can get creative with it. Yeah. Shit. We'll see. Yeah. Moving um, on. The performances. Did you like? Uh, uh Janelle Monet opened. Yeah. The, she opened the show. She was cool. I, I'm not a Janelle Monet fan. I'll keep it a stack. Yeah. I never have been. I I really don't know where she's from. I, I see <laughs> I I see her in a lot of award shows and everything. Yeah, you know the name and you know the name. Right, I know the name. I but know like the how'd face. she come up. <laughs> right. I, I would know her from commercials and I'm like, what what it but she yeah, she's talented and Everyone was into her performance, and she was you know, very lively and everything. So I think it was a great way to open the show. I, I, I can appreciate a good show. Like I enjoyed watching these Oscars, and I'll keep it a stack. I didn't even watch it all the way through. Like you, you finished and watched it all the way through. I, I had to, I had to call it. I was, I was tired as hell. <laughs> I was tired. And I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I was sick. Shit. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, Janelle Monae. I thought it was cool. I enjoyed Steve Martin and Chris Rock, as I said before. Chris Rock's mm-hmm. in a. a a saw. Have you watched the trailer? I know you've oh, seen the trailer. For I, I I actually haven't watched the trailer from start to finish, but uh, it's called it's, Spiral. Spiral, yeah. I'm like, it's like a little saw spinoff. Right. I'm like Chris Rock's in this shit. Yeah. Like, what the hell's going on here? Okay. I'm like, okay. That, very well. Yeah. That's a that's a story. That's for a another topic. Time. Topic for another day. A topic for another day. <laughs> um. So yeah, that part was cool. Um. The winners. I mean, once you just started, once you saw who was winning at this Oscars, it was a pretty entertaining Oscars to watch. Just the winners. Yeah, no. The, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, this is pretty cool. Um, like I said, Parasite was just killing. It's a movie that you just you feel compelled to see now. After yeah, man. Yeah. And that, here's the thing about Parasite. Since we are like a, a a podcast that likes to touch on inclusion. Absolutely. Is, uh, That's what we're about. This uh, best picture. It won for best picture. This is the That's first. Nuts. This is the first time a foreign language film has won in that category. Right. Yeah. Right. So, do you, Do you think? Do you think that speaks to the time, or it it, it could it, it was? Well, I feel like this could have happened many decades ago. Do you think it could have happened with like? I don't know if you ever watched like Roma. It was nominated for Best Picture last year. Oh my gosh! No, I haven't. No. Okay. Was it on Netflix? It was. Yeah. It was because, in black, black and white. Uh, right. Okay. You know yeah. what? I, I I read an article about how a lot less Netflix productions were in this Oscars. Well, yeah, you had Marriage Story and The Irishman. You did. But they didn't win anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I feel like a few Oscars, uh, Academy Awards ago, there were a lot of Netflix, and they they were right. winning shit. Yeah. yeah, they they won a couple. Yeah, no, Roma won them a couple things last year. Right, I I remember the name Roma a lot last year. Yeah, but uh, okay. Yeah, no, no Netflix love this year. Yeah, yeah. But uh, to bounce back to since we brought up Irishman, oh, damn it. 
damn it. <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> Sorry. Damn, notification. <laughs> Silence that shit. That's, that's my text tone. <laughs> a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> anyway. Um, the Irishman and Martin score says he... I think probably the most heartwarming moment of the show for me was when Bong Joon-ho said... Uh, like, he pretty much... Uh, like, paid tribute to Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Because he was like, hey, like, I, I look up to you. Um, like, he had this quote that he mentioned is like, the most personal is most creative. And he was like, oh, that's a quote from Martin Scorsese. And, like, I studied this guy's films growing up. And mm-hmm. I was like, dang, this is this is cool. And that's then, dope. That's dope. Yeah, and then he damn, got a little... Damn, I missed that part. Shit. Damn, well, the video's on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw yeah. it on... I didn't watch it live. Yeah. I always watch our shit on the gram, but... Right. Um, but, yeah, no, after he said that, like, Martin Scorsese got a standing ovation. I was like, wow, this is really nice. Mm-hmm. But the big, big moment was when they won Best Picture and Jane Fonda just came in here. Like, she opened up the envelope, read it, did a little pause, and she was like, Parasite. And then the crowd just erupted. And I even, like, at home, I was like, <gasps> Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> dope, man. I, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, wow, this is fucking incredible. Because I swear to God it was going to go to 1917. Yeah. Fucking 1917, man. My fucking war movies. <laughs> I get it, bro. They're dope, but I think what's it—it it just feels like Parasite was very groundbreaking, and it—it's—it's it's something that the Oscars needed, and I think that a lot of them knew that. They're like, man, a lot of these war movies are nominated quite often. I feel, yeah, you know what I'm saying, and um, Parasite just feels so. It feel it feels. It's I mean, fresh and it's new. It's, right, it's that's almost that, like a breath of fresh air. Right, that's that, that's how it's feeling. So I can't wait to really watch it. I can't wait to watch this shit, man. I promise you, man, it's really good. Yeah, like, we saw, you... we started on Snowpiercer, so. Oh yeah. Yeah, we did. We, like, I, yeah, I just get tired as hell. But I'm up early. I was up early today doing homework. I woke up at like five thirty. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. <sighs> shit, so I, I feel be, it, man. I'd be tired as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. You still pull up, man. You pull up for the pod. Oh yeah, got it. Got to pull up for the pod. Got to <laughs> pull up for the the gym every now and then, and yeah, all that shit. Got you. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Just to touch on the the best picture win, just a little mm-hmm. more. Okay. Go back to the inclusivity thing. Like, this is a film out of South Korea, so this is for sure like a like you know like Koreans everywhere are super excited, but right. to me and. You know, all my other, like, I talk to, I have, like, two other Korean friends that I talk Parasite with, like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to actually come on the pod, and maybe one day we'll review the movie. Okay. Um, But, like, it's a win for Korea, but you know what? Right. It's honestly, it's a win for just all, like, all Asian people. Yeah. yeah it's man. also a huge win just for diversity mm-hmm. in general. Right. You know what I mean? So, and, and for a population that I feel, you know, is normally pretty... Uh, quiet and and just in in their uh, accomplishments and everything so um yeah for for south korean film to the main stage of hollywood you know what right. i'm saying and yeah on exactly on hollywood's biggest stage this is it like that's like, that's the that's the super bowl of movies yeah like, you know exactly. what i'm saying that I, and that's how big this was so it, it's dope I, I understand why you're hyped man i was like damn joe is I, I can I can feel why I feel like a lot of um there have been a lot of you know as as of recent years 
a lot of uh, a lot of black actors and um, speaking out about you know inclusion in the industry and everything. So to see that population, just the South Korean film, do that, it's it's refreshing, like you said, man. It's mm -hmm. fucking, I can't fucking wait to watch this shit, dude. Yeah, you're gonna. I hope you guys love it, and then you can hit me up about it, and we'll talk about it. Oh yeah, I know your boys like, are off the pod and on the pod. Straight man. up, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. Oh man. Anyway, oh, man. what about some? Uh, okay, um, let's keep going with this Oscars. What other wins? Because well, hold on. I actually want to like uh, some of the jokes. Uh, oh I mean, okay. I never, okay. I never watched Cats. Like I just. Oh my god. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and do what we did with Charlie's yeah. Angels a couple episodes ago and just and completely, go in, yeah. completely shit on a movie that we've never seen. But, uh, I That's mean, exactly good. <laughs> We've learned. Yeah. We learned our lesson. We're never going to do that again. Right. Um, anyway, but cats, I mean, you know, rotten tomatoes, whatever, mm, like sure, all these, yeah. all these other, you know, places. It was a box office flop, whatever. Box and, office flop. Know. And people are railing this movie. We have not watched it. So we, <laughs> we haven't watched it, mm -hmm. but I did read a ton of articles just strictly on the visual effects right. and some of the, some of the, like. They're supposed to look like cats, you know, mm -hmm, yeah. with a human face. At the end of the day. But, yeah. like, I saw some articles of one of the actresses. I forgot who it was. But her hand, its it straight up just looks like she's wearing a coat. <laughs> and, her, and her human hand is just sticking out. And I'm like, dang, you guys mess this up big uh, time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is this human hand painted like fur? I don't, I don't know. It's It literally looks like she's just wearing a big jacket. And, like, the, the cat mm, fur is yeah. like a sleeve just hanging off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, oh, well, well, uh, the fucking, the visual effects category, it was yeah, Rebel Wilson. James, yeah, Rebel Wilson and James Corden. They came out and they're I love both uh, of them. They're both. Hilarious. Yeah. They're both funny. Yeah. I know James Corden is in the movie for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about what Rebel Wilson. Yeah. She might be, but, um, yeah, I think she, is. they fucking, they came out dressed up and then <laughs> they're like, as part of the film Cats, we know so a little something about visual effects. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like they they automatically knew, like <laughs> absolutely. They like took a shot at the thing. Well, like, that's what you have to do. You have to beat people to the punch, and yeah. they they knew that immediately as soon as the movie was released. They knew what it was. Right. They understood the reception from people immediately. So. I'm not even gonna say that's a movie we have to watch, but it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's in the past now. It's in the past. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth my time. But dude, and the other thing too, when they presented that, presented that award to 1917, and the guy's just up there giving his speech. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You have these two just chilling in the back wearing cat. Costumes. Yeah, they were playing just with like, the mic. They they're hilarious. <laughs> I was like, bro, this is crazy. Bro, you know, Rebel Wilson's. 40, 40 years old? What? Yeah, these are like 39, 40. Oh, man. Oh, look. Oh, oh it's Mama. <laughs> We're recording in the garage right now, by the way. In yeah, the car. See, there we go. She knows what's up. <laughs> God, my mom always be bringing home some sweets and shit. I'm like, Mom. I... Dude, and I just fed you like a ton of fucking Thin Mints. Yeah, it's that season. <laughs> it's Girl Scout cookie season. Yeah. Yeah, trying to stay away from all the sweets, bro. Yeah, I feel it. God, I... I I have a hankering for ice cream, so. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's that was the Oscars. Yeah. Um, we we knew we had a feeling that Joaquin would walk away with the Joker. Oh right, right, actor. right, right. Did yeah. you like uh? Did you like his speech? Um, you know, bro, I didn't, I didn't catch his damn speech. Okay. 
he was pretty much just talking about, uh, like, stop drinking dairy products, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, he's um, not lying, you know? That's yeah. Not, yeah. Honestly, I wanted him to, he paid tribute to Heath Ledger. Um, he did. At, a, did. at an award show, like, a little while ago. I forget mm. which one it is. Was it the, might have been the SAG Awards. It wasn't the BAFTAs. That was his other speech. That was right, yeah. Right. Might have been the side. Um. But, dude, I love it when he walks up after after each time he wins an award. <laughs> it's always like always rubbing his face. Like, okay, uh, <laughs> always just rubbing his beard. He's like, I know. Anyway, He's uh, <laughs> an interesting fellow, Joaquin. Yeah, interesting fellow that guy. Um. <laughs> Vienna walking winning was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought this was the stage for him to pay tribute to Heath Ledger, but it didn't happen. But I was still very happy he won. Yeah. That was dope. If there were to be a stage to pay tribute to Heath Ledger, it would be dope to be at the Oscars. Yeah. From one Joker to another. That would have been sick. That would have been fucking dope. But you know what? I, I think he's... um taking advantage of his acceptance speeches in a dope way, man. Like, he's... Oh, yeah, he's said. using his platform. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see. And it's funny that we bring that up, too, just because... Remember when we were so hyped on Ricky Gervais and his opening monologue? Mm-hmm. On just slamming Hollywood? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, a lot of these actors are using their platforms to, like, speak out about something. Yeah. But I think what some people seem to miss is that, like, they just listen to Ricky Gervais' speech, and they're like, oh, every single fucking person in Hollywood is like this. But I think the point was that, like, some of them are just, like, like, you know this person isn't an activist for this. Mm-hmm. They're just saying it up there because it's the right thing to say. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like I know that Joaquin is actually really about this stuff. You know right. what I mean? So, it's not fake. Be- because like I-, I could feel, like, if I if I felt someone was going up there and they took the time to s- mention a specific, I don't know, topic, I would think that they're passionate about that enough to be applying time outside of... Otherwise, I wouldn't even talk about the shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I, I would just say, oh, thank you for this. It's, it's an honor. Thank you to everyone <laughs> from the crew and shit. Thank you, God. Thank you, H.R. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Straight <laughs> up. And so, yeah, I think what, what Ricky was... He's referring to well, shit. I don't really give a shit what he's referring, but I mean, but what it sounded like he was saying is just, uh, yeah, you know, if if you really are about that life, cool, but you know, just be grateful for the the fact that you know we're making movies for a living and everything, which really is. I mean, that's the fucking dream, right? To get paid to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, when when people do, when actors do take the time to speak up about something. It's dope to see even behind the scenes they're really putting in time into that cause. Right. You can respect that aspect. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, like, motherfucker, don't be out there talking no shit that we just want to hear, you know? Yeah. I do not want to hear no check-in-the-box type of speech. Yeah. And you know, like, like last... Oh, no, it wasn't last year. When Whenever Leo won his Oscar, uh, he spoke out about global warming. And, uh, but you know that Leo is very much a global warming like activist, and he's, all he's always it. trying to inform people about it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So I think our clothes are still in the dryer. Damn. <laughs> Damn, I gotta get our clothes out if that's ours. Um, okay. Well, yeah, no, that's the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the 
that's the Oscars. I wish more people were watching it, man. That's shit. Yeah. We got to get more people tapping in. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Any predictions for next year? Any any movies you hear about that might be there? Okay, any movies coming out this year that we think are going to be in the Oscars? Um, oh Actually, well, yeah, no, we should we That's... should save this for next time. Sure. You did drop a, a Batman little teaser. We, we can talk about Batman next time. <laughs> we'll talk about Batman. My God. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, we're going to cut it. We're actually done this time. We're out of here. We out. <laughs>